Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Maybe you're the type who loves to bet on sports, or maybe you're only playing for the first time. Either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.com and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Hey, what is up? Welcome to the baseball show. I am your host, Rob Fox, here on Drinking Bros Sports. I am joined, as always, by Dan Holloway, uh, big baseball guy. I haven't... <clears throat> so this write-up you did for today, you're telling me there's video in here. Yeah. And we're going to watch some of that yes. during the show. And some of this video is just people going wild as fuck in the fucking stands, right? Yes. All right, sweet. I'm, oh. I'm excited about that. Most of it is. So that's what we're talking about uh, first here today is uh, the Houston Astros, 2017 World Series champions over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right. Uh, they made their first appearance in front of fans at Dodger Stadium. They did play in Dodger Stadium last year. Right. Uh, both against the Dodgers and actually randomly in the playoffs as well, um, because that was one of the sites. Uh, they have not, however, appeared uh, in what is the valley called they play in, or what is it? Uh, Chavez Ravine. Chavez Ravine. They haven't appeared in Chavez <laughs> Ravine with fans in front of them uh, until this week. And Dodger, since the cheating scandal was uncovered, and Dodger fans, uh, they were real fucking ready. They were really really fucking that's been pent up for a while man to be honest like they didn't get an opportunity because of covid this past year um i thought maybe winning the world series would have taken a little bit of the sting off but i guess not no well you know i guess part of it is maybe that it prevented a sort of dynasty situation potentially maybe I could see but that. can you I, uh, you're gonna watch this stuff but can you fucking imagine if they hadn't won the world series last year it would, I, you would assume it would have been worse, but this goes back and look, Joe Kelly got uh, embarrassed, but you know, that's what happens, right? You can't, yeah. uh, baseball's up and down, man. You're, you're, you're never, as a pitcher, you're expected to win more often than not. But if you're a batter and you're showing out when you do stuff, I mean, most of the time you're going to lose, right? 70% if you're a Hall of Famer, yeah, you're going to lose. So it is, uh, it's dicey to do that. But one of the points I think that Kelly made was that had the fucking uh, leadership in Major League Baseball actually dealt with this problem and suspended players and not just coaches, Yeah, then all this retaliatory, retaliatory shit would not have happened in the first place. I completely agree with that. 100%. Uh, and not just from the players hitting people, but now the fans. And look, the Dodgers have a history in that stadium of fucking murdering fans. Literally. From the I, opposing teams. I don't so. know what happened. I still to this day don't know if that Giants fan is alive. No, he's dead, I think. He is, uh, or he, he was like brain dead or some shit. Yeah. I think he finally died of his injuries, if I'm not mistaken. And he was, it was a normal <laughs> guy who was like irreparably damaged. And this wasn't even like, and, and that happened to a Giants fan like, it wasn't even, it's always a rivalry, like the same way the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Cardinals are always a yeah. rivalry. <laughs> But it wasn't, like, the heat of anything. You know what I mean? Like, right, it was yeah. a regular game, regular season. I don't think they were in much of a pennant race. I, you know, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, it didn't see, it wasn't like a high-stakes situation. It was just, like, July. Mm. And they just beat the shit out of this guy in the parking lot. And that's well-established. Like, all baseball fans know about 
that, and pretty much anyone who's going to a game in L.A. probably knows the reputation of the bleachers at Dodger Stadium. Right. Uh, they're separated from the rest of the stadium. It's a fucking free-for-all out there. Yeah, I mean, there's, security's not getting to you any time soon. I guess this guy is still alive. He's Brian Stowe. Uh, still alive, I guess. I don't know. He was, uh, he was in a coma for a while. Though. Yeah, I mean, I hope his quality of life is, is back to where it was before yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, Dodgers fans were fucking ready. For whatever reason, suicidal Astros fans showed up in Astros gear. And uh, this is what happened. If you want to click that first link, um, there was an Astros fan sitting in the bleachers, I believe. It might be, yeah, no, it was in the bleachers, I think, or near the bleachers. Um, and yeah, if you want to go full screen on that, here is, uh, just beer raining down. Someone throws it first. No regard. Like what the first beer goes, it's playing right now. And, uh, the other <laughs> beers start raining. There's like 20, you can see like right in the front row, there's like children everywhere. Security's already there to get the Astros fan the fuck out of there. Everyone, the other Dodgers fans are like, no, stop. You can see the Astros <laughs> fan back in the, like a couple rows down, the guy kind of swinging around down there. That's right field there. Uh, this is actually not the bleachers. This is right next to the bleachers, I think. Yeah. Uh, all, right, if you wanna, all right, if you want to pull Oof. the next one up. So there's fights. This one is the same guy. Now he's being up. This one, you need what? This is being, he's being escorted up the steps. This is just the second link. I put him in order. Uh, the Reddit one? Yeah, the Reddit one. <clears throat> He, uh, the Astros fan security is like, we gotta get this guy the fuck out of here. There's, this is no place for a human yeah, being. Yeah. Probably not a great idea to uh, come to the first one rocking your Astros gear. No, no. This is the same. This is the viewpoint from above. This is the same scene, just a higher. It's, uh, it's, view. It gets closer because you can see that dude in gray backwards hat with his yeah. hands raised above his so hands. Here comes this guy coming up, talking shit. <laughs> fucking some other guy of equal size why would you like commit battery when you know there's cameras pointed at you everywhere hundreds like, that's of cameras. fucking stupid man disastrous fan is pretty rightfully furious i, I don't think he did anything <laughs> other than just respond to shit being talked yeah it seems like it and now dodgers fans are just fighting each other Oh yeah, I mean this is this. That's how Philly yep. goes too. Like Philly fans will start a fight with the other side, and then all of a sudden end up fighting each other. <laughs> it's like two fat white women like bouncing and like oh, fucking what what fucking and just not actually fighting each other, but like it's bouncing true. into each other. It's yeah. true. Once then, we get into like a, a rage of fit, like a, oh, a fit yeah. of rage, it's just you, it has to be it's whatever's in it our has way. to be satisfied. Yeah, with it's blood. Just, it's, yeah, it's just meat and what's, blood. Is what's what that want. old? Uh, there's an old Japanese or uh, yeah Japanese saying about it. Once my blade leaves its sheath. It has to see blood before it returns or something like that. I don't know what it is, but that's how you define a Philly fan. Yes. To be honest. And it, even if it's two men fighting at some point, some fat white woman's going to come over the top and try and punch the dude mm-hmm. in his face from, mm-hmm. from out yep. of nowhere. Look, L.A. Is, is disintegrating completely into madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like there's nothing left there to do. Everybody's fucking homeless or, or, or uh, a lunatic. Or ang- an angry Doyer <clears throat> fan. Uh, there's one more, the Twitter one down there. This is another one. I want to know how you'd react to this. Because this one started out like seeming like the Astros fan was kind of taking this in mm-hmm. stride. And then the guy just took it too far. I don't know if you'll get sound on this one or not. But um, 
It's fine. They're they're yelling the uh, famed Mexican soccer chant. Ole. At, uh, no, uh, the one they yell at the opposing goalie when it's just the gay slur in Spanish. I forgot. Oh what yeah, it's yeah. Pendejo or some shit Punto, or not? Uh, Punto, uh, something Pendejo like that. Something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't speak English. Uh, it's in the doc. Did you close it? It's in my email. Did you close the whole thing? It's in my email. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I will say this. My takeaway from this whole thing, I'll sh- we'll show this picture in a second, too. They also put Astros baseball cards in the urinals. <laughs> well, it's like someone just went around the stadium putting... Whatever. No, I love that. That's fine. My, my main takeaway from this is uh, LA is a great baseball town. Yeah. I mean, it's look, it's a basketball city. They don't care about any other sport there until the team's good. Uh they cared about. They really didn't even care that much about the Dodgers in the late '80s. I don't think when those, when they were winning. Those they were going titles. pretty crazy for the Kirk Gibson. Uh, that was a big one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how do you not go crazy for that? But right. I, don't, I don't think. I, I, how many games have you been to a Dodger stadium? Just one. I've been to quite a few, and what what you'll see <clears throat> is the way that they do their announcements of all of the fucking rules. Or a different celebrity announces each rule on the jumbotron or whatever, and part of the first three innings of the game is to identify every single celebrity that showed up to the game that day. Yeah. And then if you're in the fucking bleachers in the outfield, especially people are walking up and down the aisles on their fucking phone the whole time. Nobody's watching the goddamn baseball game. Right. It's the most irritating place on earth to watch a game. To be honest, I've been to most major league baseball stadiums, and that is my least favorite. I I think it's it. beautiful, by the way. It is a gorgeous. It was one of my favorites. If open Outlook, I email it to myself. I'm logged into Outlook there. Um, I, it's my. It's actually my favorite stadium. I think I've been to. In uh, instead of just sending it to the Drinking Bros email, uh, I'm, I was logged into the Outlook. You're in Safari. It's fine. We can go past it. Uh, it's it's whatever. Um, no, I'll I'll just share it to you right now. That's on MacBook, right? It's MacBook's okay. MacBook. Got it. All right. Got here's it. the other one. Here's this this guy. Look, like he's taking this in stride, and then the guy just like dinks him on the head. I don't, and now he's saying they won, so who cares? Like he's talking shit, knocks his beer out of his hand. He's got his buddy who's there. I, that that guy's like <clears throat> the best friend in the world. I feel like just because like I, if someone was like, "Hey man, I'm an Astros fan. I'm going to the Dodgers game tonight. Will you come with me?" I'm like, "I'm not fucking sitting next yeah. to you. Are you fucking kidding me?" No, they have uh, metal detectors there, unfortunately. Otherwise, I might. <clears throat> it's funny how excited people are getting about something that has nothing to really do with them at all. It didn't happen. It's a confrontation between two teams, but not like the city of Houston didn't somehow insult the city of Los Angeles. That never happened. No. And you don't even know who this guy is. Why are you getting so pissed off at a guy who's clearly in favor of his team? I like the razzing, by the way. I've been to playoff games in Oakland Um a couple, actually. The one that I really remember is it was Game Five. I think it was 2014, maybe, where Verlander pitched Game Five. Yeah, and just lit their ass up, right? I mean, it was funny. But I got tickets day of. That's how you know Oakland's not going to be in Oakland for too much time, right? Because that's just been going on for a long time. But somebody showed up in Tiger's gear, and this is a playoff game too. So uh, this dude and his kid, who was probably like 17 or 18 or 19, I don't know how old people right. are. But they, he wasn't like a little kid, but he was his child, clearly. And they were walking around in Tiger's gear. And people would fucking like uh, momentarily surround them, kind of like a, kind of like a uh, half a circle, semicircle. And it's like, yeah, fucking Detroit. And then they would just go on about their business. <laughs> but you were, you're going to get the bit. You're going to get lit up a little bit. Yeah. You should 100%. expect to get some shit talked to you if you wear 
the enemy shit in in the fucking stadium. I was, uh, but not I, like fucking. You don't. You shouldn't have to worry about getting into a fight. No, I was um, at the Rick and Keel game in St. Louis when I was 14 in a Braves jersey and the one where he threw like like eight wild pitches or something like into the backstop and shit like that. That was like one of the, there was some mental snap that happened sometime before that. Yeah. Like not too long before that and that was when it really got exposed and people were like, dude, this guy can't pitch anymore. Yeah. It was quite, it was crazy. And I, uh, <sighs> I was getting a lot of shit during that. It was a good time. Was yeah. A good time. I, I enjoy getting shit talked about sports. Unfortunately, I don't really care enough about the outcome to get mad about the shit talking. I guess that's unfortunate for them. For me, it's all just like good jokes. I, for yeah. that, any, anytime anybody's ever talking shit to me or trolling me or whatever, I just see that as an opportunity to uh, learn a new joke, maybe, or be entertained. Maybe that's what we should do. Baseball is supposed to be entertainment, right? And not, you're not, you're not supposed to go there looking for a fight. Well, maybe that's not true, though, because the, some of the original people that were super famous, like Ty Cobb, for example, pulling knives and guns on people. Yeah. <laughs> Popping up into the stands. Yeah. Whooping people's asses yeah. for talking shit. Yeah. Still to this day. God what? damn it. I wish that were still. You should get, as a, as a professional athlete, you should get one a year. You can go into the stands and whoop one guy's ass every year. <laughs> Like a doe tag or some shit. I believe the cumulative amount of harassment that you got oh, is yeah, easily dude. worth that. Like it's justifiable in yeah, court. Completely. Like, yeah, I think so. I got this. I mean, not, not necessarily in court. <laughs> They're not going to fucking give you that one. But I feel like if, <clears throat> for whatever reason, in professional sport, this is not the the case for any other workplace. Like if you and I got into a fight right now and beat the Christ out of each other, the cops right. are going to show up and fucking somebody's getting charged with something. Maybe everybody is. If you beat the shit out of somebody on a basketball court or in a hockey rink or on a football field or baseball or any of this other shit, that's just fine. Yeah. Why can't we just make that the case everywhere? Like if two people get into a fight, that's just how it is, man. People fight sometimes. Why does somebody <laughs> got to go to jail if you fight at work? That's like the most tense place on earth. Yeah. Sometimes you got to whoop somebody's sometimes ass. Sometimes you got to do it. By the way, Ty Cobb's uh, greatest maybe career moment. <laughs> was when in 1912 when he went into the stands to fight a disabled person who was heckling him. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, the guy, I, I don't know if he lost it in a like, factory accident <clears throat> or, or just was born without it, but he had no hands. So he had no hands, but he still had like stumps or something. Yeah, he could still do stuff. And he stuff. could walk and run and shit, so he could kick. Yeah. I mean, do hands really help you in a fucking fist fight like that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe to, to like grab and stuff. Yeah, yeah, to push and grab yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think any normal person's probably beating Ty Cobb in a fight anyway. Uh, like a professional athlete. Yeah, probably not. And he was a fucking lunatic anyways. Right? Uh, yeah. One of the greatest baseball pictures of all time, you can Google it, is Ty Cobb uh, sliding into home. It's like a flying, like, Dragon Ball Z kid. He's sharp at his cleats. He was like, yeah, he's like 18 inches off the ground. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, yeah. really high. Forget off about the that. Forget about uh, 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 Ray Fossey and, and uh, Pete, uh, Rose. Pete Rose. Homeboy is like angled in, like the way you're taught to slide, but his fucking spikes are up into the dude's shit. It is. Yeah, can oh, we, we pull that picture up? up? It Here is we go. fucking incredible. Like he's his lower leg is at least 18 inches off the ground right here. Like he's just assaulting the man. <laughs> This is a kick. Yeah. This is not a slide. Like, he's kicking him in the <laughs> balls right there. Like, yeah, fuck you. That's one of the greatest. I want that, like, he looks. That looks like Liu Kang from the original <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Are you fucking kidding me? 
I love that he's in the Hall of Fame, and then we question people like Kurt Schilling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kurt Schilling said some mean stuff. This dude's like carrying a gun around saying the N-word and shit. <laughs> Fucking kidding me? One of, that right, one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches uh, of, the, of this century probably is, is like is one of the, when Steve Martin was hosting, and it was just a old like ESPN documentary mm-hmm. about him being a football player in like the 20s, <laughs> and his nickname was The Gun. Because he carried a gun on the field because it wasn't uh, against the rules. Look, Gilbert Arenas thought that was a documentary. <laughs> and, uh, no. But, uh, yeah, man, fucking Dodger Stadium has been wild. Last It was a little uh, more chill last night. I, I caught a little bit of that game. Uh, the first night was pretty nuts. Though. The, uh, Our buddy Ben Verlander was at the game last night. Carlos Correa hit a fucking missile off Joe Kelly last night. And yes. that had to sting Joe Kelly's feelings a little bit because he did. If you don't remember, I think he hit. Or did he, 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 he didn't did. even hit him. He threw behind him yeah. or some shit, right? And, he, and he, he was the he famous was, meme. As he was getting ejected, he was like, mm. yeah. Joe Kelly. Like, yeah. You know what uh, real retaliation is? Winning the fucking game, bro. Yeah. That's real retaliation. Yeah. Uh, I to be honest, I think we are destined destiny bound for a Dodgers Astros World Series this year. I hope with everything in my being, even though I'm a Braves fan, that that is what happens. Well, get ready. That's going to be real entertaining. That if the Braves don't make the World Series, that is absolutely what I'm rooting for. That's the what most. all of baseball is rooting for. They, they should be. They no, should I mean, be. yeah, get ready for Giants, White Sox, <clears> but. Maybe. It might be a 2002 year with the Angels and the Giants. Well, the Giants were fucking pretty exciting that year. The Angels were not that exciting. No, the Angels were boring as shit. I mean, uh, the, the, even they, the 2005 White Sox weren't really exciting, I guess. They were even more boring. Yeah. Their ace was Mark Burley, who I love, but is like the most boring fucking yeah. pitcher in the world. Mm. But Well, we'll see what happens with that. I think that what they won the game, they won game four, one to nothing on a Scott Putsednik home run. I mean, it was a fucking snooze. Uh, especially after the NLCS, which was like incredible because that was the pool holes, yeah. Brad Lidge home run and mm-hmm. all that fun shit. And it was actually kind of a bummer that that series was boring because, uh, I mean, you had like Ozzy Guillen, who's one of the most insane people to ever play baseball, at least <clears throat> post Cobb era. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So get ready for probably boring World Series, but I'm rooting for Dodgers and uh, Astros. Uh, we'll get into, into that in a little bit because I want your predictions on everything that happened after the trade deadline, but we'll start with kind of. Our team, because why not? Let's just jack ourselves off a little yeah. bit. The Braves were big movers at the trade deadline. But, uh, they got a whole new outfield. Literally. They got a whole new outfield, which helped them. And uh, the longest win-loss streak in MLB history. What I mean by that is baseball has been played professionally across three different centuries. Mm. And the Atlanta <laughs> Braves just broke one of the sport's all-time records for mediocrity. They 18 games in a row alternating win and loss. Wow. Never been done before. They finally snapped it last night with a win against the Cardinals. Yeah, and if they win tonight, they'll be over 500 for the first time in the entire season. I mean, it looks like it's trending in the right direction, but who the fuck knows, man? Yeah. And, I don't know. I mean, dude, in the win, did you watch the game last night in particular? Um, I watched, like, the middle third, but okay. not the whole thing, yeah. Uh, I, saw, I, I saw some of the exciting shit last night, yeah. actually. I mean, dude, it was all the additions doing most of the work. Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall had home runs. Yeah. Jock Peterson had a really hilarious RBI double mm-hmm. where the Cardinals players, did you catch that play? Oh, uh, Bader and uh, I forget who, the, who was in right field of them last night. The guy dove for Jock Peterson's ball. The ball bounces out of his glove and goes like five feet. It was a tough dive, so that wasn't the funny part. Right. Uh, bounces like five feet in front of him. He gets up and starts running towards it. Harrison Bader comes sprinting out of nowhere from center field, and they just bump into each other and run past the ball. 
and the ball just sits there. Like, the ball doesn't move. Jesus There's just Christ. two professional athletes who couldn't pick up a non-moving ball, and uh, Heredia was able to score from first base. Um, and that kind of broke it open to 7-4 to four and won the game. And then the uh, Pirates closer who they picked up, Richard Rodriguez, uh, threw a spotless seventh inning. I forgot what inning he came <clears> in. But uh, He's been making a bit of a comeback. So his numbers since uh, the banned substance issue, yeah. his spin rate is de- – he's, I think, the second most affected by the new rules. Right. And he's he had some issues. It, um, to be honest, it looks like now he's figured them out because – the last several outings, I think five or six outings, he's been really good. So yeah. maybe he just figured out how to do it without that or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that guy could be super good long-term. It's too TBD if he'll be a closer at any point again because of the inconsistency, and we'll see how he comes out of this whole spend rate thing. Uh, but the other moves, Solaire for a year, you get to try him out a little bit. He's uh, going to be a free agent if he performs – you know, if if you start to see an upward trend with him again, because he had some issues during COVID, uh, if you start to see an upward trend with him again, he is a fucking slugger. He is a forty home run guy for sure. Right? Led the American League in homers yeah. in nineteen. I think also set the Royals franchise record for most for home free, runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be the sample size will be too low for him to get one of those um, Josh Donaldson or Ozuna deals that are like twenty three million. But he would probably come back on a two or three year deal with the Braves if he decided to do so, and he has a good year. It's somewhere around like two or three years for fucking fourteen to sixteen million, which is reasonable. Yeah. And the the new baseball economy. I don't know about Duvall. Duvall has a player, or a, he has a, a, a I think a team option for twenty two. That's seven million, which is way higher than his contract this year. Um, two million in twenty twenty one, seven million mutual option. That's oh, a mutual option yeah. for twenty two. I mean, I... to be honest, the Braves probably if he has a good rest of this year, the Braves probably they both probably decline and they renegotiate for like yeah. a three year deal at that point, I would think. I was pretty fucking sad to see him go. Yeah, I like that guy. After... I like Donaldson too though. There's yeah. just no room for him if Austin Riley's having a great year this yes. year. Yes. And it's it's continued. He had a little he had a down June, but July is way the fuck back up. I mean, but Duvall plays great defense. Yeah. And I mean he was a postseason hero for us in mm. uh nineteen and twenty. Good I kind of guy too. I kinda <clears throat> think I'm not gonna put it all in this because blowing a three one lead is blowing a three one lead and mm. there's no real excuse for that. But like Duvall getting hurt in game one of the NLCS I thought was pretty brutal. Yeah. Because you place you replace him and he was on fire mm-hmm. with Christian pa- Christian Pache who can't even crack the major league roster this year. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think that dude's gonna make it. No, I don't to either. Be honest, he's a great defender, but he's not. He just can't hit. He's not seeing the ball. Something's wrong with his eyes. Maybe he just can't. Maybe he doesn't see the spin of the ball. There's something going on that's keeping him from making consistent solid contact. Right. He's been in professional baseball for a while now. The difference between double and triple A and the majors is just consistency. And he clearly, I mean, may, he's still young, though. Who knows? Maybe at 24 he comes out. Yeah. We have these expectations out of these people that get signed early that they're going to fucking be ready. But the average Major League Baseball player starts to hit their stride at the 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 uh, uh, zero wins above replacement level sometime around 24, 25, typically, not right. at 21. Like these people that we see, like Tatis Jr., Vlagaro Jr., Acuna Jr., all juniors, by the way, uh, hitting their stride at those young ages, that's not typical. No. And, and you, you really, expect you, that. You can't even really like, expect. Pete Alonso was 26 right. his first great year, I yeah. think, right? You can't even really expect a, a, like a NFL and like obviously not NBA situation because those guys are all, like the good ones are all usually very good at like mm-hmm. 18, 19. 
Um, but like, you can't even expect like an NFL situation where like, I'm sure uh, Devonta what uh, Smith from Bama or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure he'll fucking crush it this year. He's probably like 20, 21, 22, maybe. Like a baseball, a baseball player being great even at 22 is insane. Let alone like Acuna and them doing it at 19. Yeah, Soto doing it at fucking 19. Like that's yeah. that's that's obscene. Like no one does that. It is. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing with Riley. A lot of people, a lot of Braves fans were ready to give up on that dude uh, after last season, right? Yeah. Uh, which was weird because you shouldn't take anything out of the 2020 season. Just jettison anything you think you may have learned in that year, just fucking throw that away because none of that shit is staying consistent into 2021 for the most part. There's some people who's, who started a downtrend that's continuing, but there's also there's way more outliers than there are fucking careers that got fucked up by that shit. So uh, Riley was 23. He's 24 this year, and you add fucking Chipper Jones to that equation, obviously giving him daily hitting tips. Yeah. Now he is a fucking, he's hitting 290, 22. He's going to hit 30 home runs this year. He may crack 100 RBI if he gets hot. Um, his WRC plus is, I think, top 30 in the league right mm-hmm. now, if I'm not mistaken. So he is fucking lighting it up. I, so what do, you, what do you think of these moves in a, in a nutshell? Because essentially the Braves, if they were going to make moves, had two options, and they had to get a new outfield because mm. they just didn't have – they literally didn't have nine players. To, right. like, so instead of chasing after Chris Bryant or maybe trying to make like two huge moves, they essentially – they kind of moneyballed it a bit. They kind of moneyballed 2.0. I don't remember you, – you actually might have been living in Oakland when this happened when you know, the, the first iteration of Billy Bean's upgrades were – They had no money. Yeah, well, they yeah they never had money. But the first iteration of Billy Bean's upgrades, the one in the movie Moneyball, the one mm. Bill James wrote about, um, was on base percentage, right? right? Again, in like I think at the start of the 2010s decade, mid 2010s decade, mm. probably around the time Moneyball came out as a movie, uh, they had switched to uh, fly ball rate and launch angle and right. exit velocity, and it seems like that's exactly what Anthopolis went after with this Braves outfield was just raw power. Right. Because Soler and Duvall and uh, uh, the Cleveland Well, dude. the Braves, I, he- I heard this on the broadcast last night, actually. I think the Braves, 48% of their runs have been scoring home runs this yep. year. I think Tim, or not Tim, what's his name? The little guy. Kirkshin. Kirkshin, yeah. I think he said that last night. Yes. Um, Second highest only to the Giants. I mean, that's wild, man. Yeah. And, I mean, Peterson, and I forget, who's the guy they traded for from the Indians as well? The other <clears> outfielder? <throat> Because they're just going to swap those fucking four with. uh, Yeah. Um, The fuck's his name? Hang on, let me look. But either way, all four of those dudes are just raw power, kind of low average. Uh, Uh, Rosario. Yeah, they're going to mix and match those dudes in the outfield. I mean, it looks like they're making a run for the playoffs. And there's still stuff that you can do now. Somebody has to clear waivers, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the Braves have the good fortune of being one of the lower ranked teams that are still in playoff contention. So there's a pretty decent chance if somebody does clear waivers, they'll be able to get them. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's, that's, it's not uncommon to see people move in August, right? It happens. It's way more common now than now, it was yeah, for sure, yeah. uh, at, like <clears throat> when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah. I remember, I and mean, there's been some big ones. I, I want to say like when Larry Walker went to the Cardinals, that was a mm. waiver pickup. And Maybe Beltran to the Astros, or was that before the deadline? I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't remember either. That but was one of the best trades of all time, by the way. Yeah, he was a fucking murderer mm-hmm. in that uh, 04 playoffs or 05. I don't remember. Whatever. It would have been after. Uh, fuck. 
was it did did randy johnson go to the astros that year as well uh he was oh four i don't know he was like two i don't know yeah anyway beltran was oh four the, yeah. the 2004 playoffs <laughs> so he he was out in the uh nlcs they lost to the cardinals um but yeah he hit 435 with a uh, 1500 ops yeah, yeah he lit it up <clears throat> not, not too fucking bad but as far as how i grade some of this stuff now they lost bryce wilson i thought that was somebody they could afford to lose yeah. uh not that he's not. I think he's going to be a middle rotation starting pitcher in Major League Baseball for probably a decade or so, if I had to guess. He's a big body guy, so maybe longer. Sturdy. It yeah. depends on if he gets fat or stays lean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. he looks like he could get fat. Yeah. And that, that'll affect some things. But we'll see about that one. But um, Max Fried, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, and Kyle Muller are the fucking future of this rotation. Yeah. They are well, and, and all no. exceptional Pitchers that all could be number one starters within the next two to three years on any team in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have that level of talent. So you wonder what the Braves are going to do now, right? That's what I ask. It's not so much about how I order or how I fucking uh, uh, look at these specific trades um, because some of them are rentals, you'd probably think, right? Like, I don't know how long Peterson's going to play there. Uh, he's got he's got a little time left on his. Uh, Duvall's got the option, and I think there's a good chance to, the Duvall option gets declined. But they do a two or three year deal after that. I would love. I would genuinely like <clears throat> them to keep keep Duvall. Yeah. Uh, Pearson is Pearson is also a, a mutual option. Okay, so he probably isn't coming back, frankly, uh, because you're going to have Acuna, and if you keep those other guys, right? Let's be real. You're not going to. Uh, you, I would you shouldn't pro- waste Peterson's time like that. No, I mean, I, and I would probably prioritize Duvall and Solaire ahead of Peterson. For sure, yeah. I mean, you, you want a good mix of young and older players. Here's my fucking problem, though. Uh, what's the Braves' next move? So they're going to have to lock down Freddie, right? Yes, uh, which, which he, will happen. There's no question. He's not going he said anywhere. He's, yeah, he says he's coming back, and uh, he he just doesn't want to do it midseason. Right. Yeah. He's but he's not going anywhere. No. That dude wouldn't. He'll never. I I don't. It would be shocking to me if he ever left Atlanta for he, his entire career. He wants to be a chipper. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but the outfield. I mean, you've got Acuna. He's going to be around for a long time. You want at least one more superstar out there, and you want a closer. So what are they doing with these assets in the off season? Because I'm looking at their fucking the top ten uh, prospects they have. When one is number one is Christian Pache. He's not gonna fucking be a yeah. contributor at the major league level next year. There's no way. No. The next I'm is not Drew. About that. The next is Drew Waters. I don't see him being a contributor at that level either next year. Frankly. Uh, no, Waters is the one people are still excited about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he hasn't really done. I mean, he might. Might get a cup of coffee this this September. Maybe yeah, we'll see if if especially if they tank out, he might see some significant playing time. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they're going to tank. I mean, what do you think their prospects are now? I mean, Noah's on the way back. Anderson's on the way back. Darno's on the way back. I mean, this team's getting massive reinforcements. Yeah, and they're two and a half out. The Phillies one and a half out. Both of them are six and four in their last ten. The Mets are, I think, four and six. They've bled a couple games for for this. Season, I think the Braves are on a pretty good track. They got a good shot at making the playoffs. Um, they still don't have a closer, a real one. Now Smith is Smith has had good success. I yeah. think he's like twenty three out of fucking twenty six or yeah. something like he's that. He's got I don't like twenty three saves right yeah, now. Yeah, I think he's only blown like three or four saves all year, which is not bad. But I don't think um, like I've watched a, I've watched a lot of these games, and I just haven't come into one of them and seen him. Uh, uh, I've never felt like this game's fucking over. 
like yeah. I do with the Rawls Chapman or Mariana Rivera or some of these greats, Kimbrell, Kimbrell yeah. like throughout history. Uh, I just don't feel like that. And I think if I don't feel like that, the other team doesn't. Oh, for so sure. So they always think they can win. There's a psychological factor to being a closer on fire in the same way there is to having a goalie that's on fire in hockey. It'll, it'll fucking, it fucks with the psychology of yeah. the team when somebody's on a streak like that. Which and, is why I love the White Sox right now. Yeah, they're fucking that whole. That, they, who do you fucking even pick? Does it matter? That's a seven-inning ball game every single night. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, especially in a fucking playoff series. You're fucked. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, there are a couple of these guys. Uh, I've been looking at some of the Braves' numbers, some of their, these young starting pitchers' numbers, and the disparity in how they perform when they are and are not under pressure. Right. Yeah. Like Tuka Toussaint, for example, when he comes into a fucked up situation, does really, really well. And they, they but it's all been middle relief. Mm-hmm. But when he starts out games, it seems like he struggles to get through that first inning. And if yeah. he does, he's fine after that. But you have to identify shit like that. Like just because a guy wants to be a certain type of player doesn't mean that's what's going to be best for him or your ball club. Now, Kyle Muller hasn't slowed down. I'm looking at his these starts from this no, kid he's this that nobody's ever seen before. Only, hold on, let me fucking expand this shit. I'm looking at all of his starts for this year. Atlanta's had that every year for the last like three or four years. One guy right? like Soroka, and then in 2019, Freed. I guess. Yeah, Reed came back last year, and then yeah. kind of Anderson last yeah. year as well, <clears throat> and um, then. Uh, yeah, now fucking Muller is but, doing this shit. And but, Noah was before he punched a fucking yeah. bench. Muller is, he's only given up more than two runs in one game this season. Out of the, uh, let's see, eight he's pitched. So one out of eight, he gives up more than two runs. He's not going deep into ball games just yet, but, I mean, he's a big guy, 6'7", 250. I don't think that's going to be a problem. No. Like he's In the way he throws, it's not going to be a problem for him. I, what I'm saying is, I don't think the Braves have the prospects on the hitting side that are going to get the job done. They need to start getting rid of some of these pitchers. Yeah. Like they have to, I I think for prospects or for major leaguers for major league baseball players, like right now they need to be whomever the free agent class is in this upcoming year, the Braves need to be fucking aggressive. They need to get a closer and they need to get a fucking another, they need to get probably a center fielder, to be honest, yeah. if we could get one. Yeah. I mean, the I don't inf- want Acuna playing that position. No. The infield's good to go. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could certainly improve on, 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 uh, on uh, shortstop, right? I if mean, there's somebody in the market, like if a Tim Anderson became available for some reason, but I don't, I don't think there are any no, marquee I mean, shortstops available. And he plays Swanson's, great defense. Swanson's got an outside shot at 30 home runs this year. Yeah. He plays good defense. I, and he's one of the team, like, main guys on the team. I don't want to get rid of Dansby Swanson. And you, there's nowhere else to put him if you move someone else around yeah i mean and ozzy's not going anywhere he signed up i think he actually signed a longer deal than acuna right this is yeah. the deal's 10 years right Riley, no, not he was seven thirty-five. i think he was seven mm-hmm. and acuna signed eight right but it was an extension to his yeah. rookie contract yeah um riley's not going anywhere freddie's not going anywhere that infield's pretty set and that's not a bad thing. I mean, consistency is good. They play very good team defense as well, which, which helps, if you, especially if you're leaning on pitching like that. But you don't want to lean so hard that you don't have a fucking lineup, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Goddamn, dude. I mean, they, every single year. There was that one year, what was it, like 2000, 
2003, I think the Braves had this crazy fucking great yes. lineup. That was and the then, last time I was convinced they were going to win the World Series. And then 2016 or 2017, they blew up pretty well. Actually, even last year, I guess, to a lesser degree. Oh, they had an incredible... Last year was actually probably their best lineup since 2003. Yeah, so it's... <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I feel like you've got to go... You cert- you've, done the, you've done the work. Right. General, like, Anthopolis, or however you say his goddamn name... <laughs> He has done the work. It is time for whoever owns that team. What is it? Warner fucking Lib- media. Liberty media. Liberty media that is owned by Warner media, I believe. Something like uh, that. It is time for these motherfuckers to spend just a little bit of money. Go get one like superstar player yep. in addition and bring him over. That's going to be paired up with Acuna for the next fucking eight years. Right. Who is the Benji or who is the uh, Yadi and Molina to his pools, for example? Like, who is that other solid guy on the team? Uh, like, for him and Freddie, and, or who was it in, uh, in St. Louis all those years? Uh, Pools. Oh, Yadier Edmonds Molina, and Roland. Edmonds, Scott. Well, Roland came later, but Edmonds for sure. And then in the pitching staff, it was guys that had been around forever. Who's Chris Carpenter was on the pitching Carpenter, staff. Carpenter, yeah. Um, who are those other fucking people? Who is that other guy out there that's going to be available? You know what I mean? Like, you, I understand playing the game and making sure that you're efficient and you're not fucking wasting money on bad back end contracts. They've done a pretty decent job at that. For right. Sure. You can't blame them for that. But at some point you've got to go fucking find one of these superstars and say, Hey, you know what? Here's $300 million. Let's fucking do this for the next five to 10 years. Let's go fucking every single year because that's what we've kind of grown to expect from Atlanta. And it's not a small market team. They are owned no, by one of the biggest media companies team. in the entire world. Right. Uh, unfortunately, the I don't think the uh, it's going to have to be a trade because the the outfield class for twenty twenty two is not looking great. Um, so I don't know. Well, about. they've got plenty to trade. I mean, right. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. Uh, so real quick before we get into the next thing, uh, let's do some sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Killcliffe CBD. First up, uh, if you didn't know, Killcliffe CBD is our favorite CBD drink. Uh, they just signed a huge deal, I believe. They're all over the country now. What do you say? They're the biggest CBD distributor in the country now or something like that? Uh, yeah, well, it's the largest CBD deal, ready-to-drink CBD deal yeah. ever signed. Yes. Yeah, I think they signed it. What do you say? They signed it with like a liquor dis- distributor. I don't but remember like the be, name of the company, but yeah, yeah they're going to yeah. be fucking everywhere. It's like big, big, big yep. time. And rightfully so, because they're awesome. The Flamin' Joe is one of their most popular drinks. Uh, it's Joe Rogan's drink. It's a spicy uh, pineapple situation. We like making, I guess not ranch waters out of margaritas out of it, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, put some tequila <laughs> in it. Go to killcliff.com to live your life uh, full of flavor. It was developed by a U.S. Navy SEAL. Gives you all the benefits you need without sacrificing flavor. You can overcome any obstacle with Killcliff CBD recovery drinks. They've got uh, it is a good recovery drink, too. It's not just CBD. It's mm. electrolytes, all that fun stuff. Um, their products are awesome. I love them. I love all the flavors. Um, I actually do. I haven't had a flavor I dislike. The, like I said, the Flaming Joe is back in stock. It's the most popular flavor. It's my favorite. It is your favorite? Mine, mine is uh, Strawberry Days because yeah, I have the palate of a 12-year-old. Well, that's what Brittany likes, too, so you just insulted my girlfriend. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I like the orange and the Flaming Joe for sure. The Flaming yeah. Joe is really good, man. It's It's... A lot of people, uh, Ross is drinking the mango. Uh, I, I like the mango too, actually. The mango is good with, uh, with vodka and a lime, Ooh. as a matter of fact, if, right. you wanna, if you like to mix and match shit like that. Um, yeah, but it's, it's the best. Yeah. I fucking love this stuff. I drink at least one a day. Actually, my buddy, uh, Knucklehead, 
one of our friends uh, got some from Brittany, right? And uh, in the morning, he like chugged two of them back to back. I don't know if he thought it was like an energy drink or something. He goes, I don't know why I've been feeling sluggish all day, man. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He took like a massive dose of CBD and you've never had it before. Uh, so probably don't do that. I drink them at night. Yeah. Calm down a little bit. You know. Chill you out. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like them with a the hangover. <laughs> I like both their products with a hangover. But yeah, they have the Flamin' Joe, Mango Tango, Orange Crush, the Goat, the greatest of all mm-hmm. time, Strawberry Days. You get a variety pack too. Uh, Kill Cliff is running right now a uh, 30% off offer on their CBD flavors. Uh, so for a limited time, use the promo code DRINKINBROS. You get 30% off. Uh, go to killcliff.com, use the promo code DRINKINBROS again, and you get 30% off all the drinks and their apparel if you want a T-shirt. or uh, They have cool shirts. Yeah. They do. You like have the, the Joe one, I think, right? I've got the Joe one. I've got the uh, Laser Kitty one, which is really funny. <laughs> uh, and then there's the, uh, the one that Brink has made for that. Uh, conspiracy theory show that we were doing that has all the weird shit on it. It's super funny as well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Yeah, they have, and then (laughs) they have an energy drink too, Ignite, uh, which Flaming Joe is in that flavor as well. Yeah. Uh, They're clean energy drinks. I actually had one of those today because I was feeling a little hungover. And uh, They're good. They use a different kind. I actually talked to one of their executives last week about it. We were talking about something completely. We were talking about UFC shit because he's a former kickbox or uh, jujitsu champion. I think. Yeah. We're just talking random shit, and we just start got on got into the ingredients. I think I was talking about fucking Zoa or something, uh, and how the it's like the rock healthy, and it's like got thirty six grams of fucking sugar right. or some shit like that, or the uh, somebody that used super lows or some shit. But they, the reason that they're the reason they call it clean energy is because. It's real caffeine, not some fucking weird shit, right? It's not some caffeine made in a lab. It is green tea extracted caffeine, right? right? It is natural shit that occurs, and, and, and they just capture it and then put it on that stuff. The other one is <clears throat> you don't get insulin spikes from that shit. So your heart's not going to race all of a sudden and then slow back down. You're not, you're not going to feel the crash. There, no, you don't crash on it. Like, no, it legitimately, it's, it's my favorite energy. I used to, like, when I first saw them in the office, I was like, yeah, fucking energy drink. Like, I don't like energy yeah. drinks. And then I tried it because I didn't have time to go downstairs for a coffee one day. I was just like, well, I just fucking need something because right. I feel like shit right now. And uh, it was awesome. Like, I, I legitimately love the Ignite uh, uh, drinks from Killcliff. And like you said, it's like supernatural. T- only 20 calories a can, not fucking full of sugar like the other one. Uh, B vitamins, electrolytes, hence the uh, why I like it for a hangover, naturally flavored. It's got what the plants want, right? Yeah, exactly. got what plants crave, man. Crave, uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, again, 30% off with the uh, code Drinking Bros. Go to killcliff.com, use the promo code Drinking Bros. That's K I L L C L I F F.com, use the promo code Drinking Bros. Take advantage of the 30% off offer. And then, of course, we have, as always, ghostbed.com. Ghostbed is their ghostbed, man. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Get them deals. It's that time of year. Everybody's upgrading their houses and shit, apparently, because we've been seeing a fuck ton of traffic over here. Um, <clears throat> and Ghostbed noticed and decided to run this flash sale. So if you buy a mattress plus the adjustable base, you get 40% off your order. Um, I've got the adjustable base. Ross has it. I love it. I, I would not go back to any other style of bed frame, to be honest. Um, and even if you don't, need that stuff if you're not in the market for a frame or you're not in the market for a mattress or any of that stuff they still have the best pillows um they have cooling sheets they have a pillow or they have a, a mattress topper now that's made out of the same material that their 3d matrix is made out of 
Uh, it's yeah. they've got everything there. Convert now. all your beds into a ghost bed. Pretty much, yeah. With, you can with do the that. Mattress topper. Yeah, and it's uh, anything else on the site, even if it's not part of this flash sale, you still get thirty percent off at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for life. Drinking bros always get thirty percent off there. So anytime you're thinking about buying any kind of bedding, whether it's pillows, sheets, pillowcases, fucking mattress toppers, protectors, whatever it is, you, you're not going to get a better deal and a better quality product than this. Uh, no, they're the best. And they're doing, uh, some really good bundles right now, I mm. believe. Uh, there's like a, it's 40% off ghost bed bundles. Uh, and that's the mattress and the adjustable base. You can choose from like their different mattress. It's not just one mm. mattress. Um, and then, uh, I think you can bundle other shit in there too. Like you said, the pillows and sheets yeah. and stuff like that. Like anything you want, anything you can dream of bundling in there. I'm pretty sure you can bundle in there and it's 40% off. So it's like damn near half off, that's which wild. you're yeah, not going to get like any, I mean, I, it's, they're awesome. I am tempted more often than I care to say to lay down on the ghost bed in the studio. Well, that's why we have it back there is for naps. I just assume yeah. I'm going to be fucked with. It's not the ghost bed's fault. Really. Oh, yeah. I walked in there yesterday. Georgia was lying face down. I'm like, this is not the place for that shit. <laughs> Taking your life in your own hands. You may as well put a fucking Astros jersey on and go to a Dodgers game. Yeah, it's not great. I felt safer being asleep in my fraternity house than I do here. Uh, for sure, yeah. 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 Like, know, I, I will do. Well, I'm not going to. I'm too busy. But if I. You don't want to take the chance that I'm not. Right. Because shit's going to get super weird. Yeah, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> risk your hands being idle at any no. point. That's a good fucking uh, uh, rule for anybody, <laughs> to be honest. Just keep me distracted like a fucking cat with keys or something like that, or a baby with keys. I, uh, yeah, I agree. Anyways, uh, more trades that happened. Uh, and some of the contending teams, uh, contenders or pretenders. I mean, the Yankees are on fucking offensive fire right now after adding Rizzo and Gallo. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing pretty well. So I mean, I didn't I didn't include like the White Sox or anything here because their <coughs> division's not really up for grabs. We can talk about their roster improvements yeah. kind of when October comes. But there's aside from the NL East, which you already talked about, mm. there's three other divisions that are genuinely there's races in them. Mm. Because uh, the centrals are done, essentially. I think the centrals are pretty cooked. Probably, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Ailes, the Yankees, Rizzo, first player in Yankees history to have six RBIs in his first six games. Yeah. So when you make history offensively on the Yankees, yeah. you're probably doing something and the other outrageous. Thing, the other thing about that is that all of a sudden now, fucking Aaron Judge and Mike Stanton, or Giancarlo Stanton, are hitting again. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the contagious... Or, or if they're getting so deep into bullpens or fucking with the pitcher so much with all that offense on the, or whatever's happening, but whatever it is, great. They're going to score a lot of runs. Now, they've been playing Baltimore, so I don't know how seriously <laughs> I take any of this shit. Uh, their pitching staff is still dog shit. Frankly. Yes, complete uh, dog shit. Once you get past Garrett Cole, who is currently out, uh, it's just it's a fucking coin flip every single night. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they're going to score a bunch of runs. They're not that far out of the fucking lead either. They could. There's a very real chance they could fucking win this division. Yeah. Um, I, what are they? Uh, six <clears throat> out of the division yeah. and much closer in the wild card. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, and you don't. If they get a wild card, like, okay, it's a one game series. Yeah, their pitching staff sucks, but you're facing Cole. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's they, not fucking ideal. They can get one at least. Yeah. Probably. Uh, also, the Red Sox added uh, a couple guys that bullpen. They also uh, added, more importantly, I think, Kyle Schwerber, who uh, had been on fire up until that point. Had one of the best home run months of all time. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not sure. He's the first guy in the non-steroid era, I think, to hit, to have back-to-back 12-plus home run months, I think, or something yeah, like that. Something ridiculous like that. Um, but yeah, he's he had 12 and 13 in the last two months. Um, but they didn't add much. I if I was a Red Sox fan right now, I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, you would think if they. I mean, if you get that lucky, or for maybe luck's not the right word, but if you get that fortunate out of the gate, you got to take advantage of it, right? You would think if you're an, if you're a franchise like the Red Sox who have experienced a real drought and winning, <laughs> right? Like a real one, like a hundred year drought. Yeah, I feel like you probably got to jump on that opportunity, um, but maybe they feel good about what they what have. They have. I don't I, know. And that's fine. Uh, they are like they've been kind of a sketchy organization later. I mean, just trading away Mookie Betts and essentially in general is fucking weird. And, yeah. Uh, obviously, he went and and was a superstar for the Dodgers. Mm. Immediately, he's been kind of uh, below his career expectations this year. But right. I believe he had two home runs last night. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. If I was a Red Sox fan, I'd be like, really? Like, that's fucking it? Like, I mean, I think it's not guaranteed that Chris Sale comes back this year, especially at this point. I mean, it's fucking, what, August, August 5th? Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I'd be a little annoyed uh, if I was a Red Sox fan because I don't, you don't need to mortgage your entire future every time you're sniffing a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. But, like, <clears throat> come, like try to secure your lottery ticket because that's what a playoff spot is, especially a division. Maybe they feel like they're too far away that one of those moves would have really put them over, even though they're in the lead right now because it's their lead has been shrinking over the last month or two. Yeah. Maybe they just feel like, hey, they're going to catch us at some point. Let's just fucking keep moving forward and see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so bad deals can get you fired, you know what I mean, if you're a general <laughs> manager. Their pitching staff is fucking terrible, though. It's I not mean, it's, good. It is really, really bad. I think that the Tanner Hawk kid that's – fucking relatively new is uh, uh he's a rookie but i mean relatively new like nobody he wasn't like a number one prospect that everybody's been talking about for the last five right. years or anything he's i wouldn't say he come out of, he's come out of nowhere he was a a good prospect but he's having a really good year but nobody else on that fucking rotation is, there, is, is. There, so how do you expect almost... to carry that in why would you unless you go get scherzer plus something yeah like why even make a move that involves your bull, or involves your rotation. It is the least scary team in the American League to me. For sure, but you know those teams have won the World Series <laughs> right. quite a few times. I mean, yeah, shit, that's fucking meaningless. The if Angels, they go on a heater, the yeah. fucking uh, the White Sox, a lot of teams have won like that. Um, the Rays added Nelson Cruz and got some bullpen help as well. I still think uh, I don't think the Rays have the fucking talent to win the world series, but I think that every single year. Right. And they always seem to fucking find a way to get up, got at least two, get close. Right. We've got two pennants, <clears throat> right. They're kind of uh, like, uh, the Marlins light, I guess. I like mean, it's just because the- I've never heard of any of these assholes, but when do you on the race? Yeah. I mean, like we, we talked about this last time. They're two most famous players. Uh, I think, I think maybe they both played in that 08 world series. Longoria Longoria did for sure. And I think maybe Crawford did and price did too. But like, right. You don't really know who these guys are until after they do that. I think it's interesting they brought Nelson Cruz over. I wonder if that was a win kind of situation or if it's like, hey, we've got these two young hitters uh, that are both uh, uh, that are both uh, from 
the Caribbean area. Yeah. Maybe Cruz, who is fucking, look, he's, he's, he's lasted a very long time in Major League Baseball. Maybe he's mentoring them. Maybe he's chipper jonesing them. Uh, while they're here, they're both DR guys. He's a Cuba guy. I don't know if that's a problem. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a DR guy, and fucking they're both Cuban. Wander Franco or is is from the DR. Uh, Rosarina is Cuban, but they, look, those guys, Franco and Rosarina, have a lot of potential. Maybe that's what that is. I yeah. don't know because I don't see Nelson Cruz being the guy that puts you. If that's your only, I mean, they did get some bullpen help, I guess. But if that's your big move, did you really make a big move? But then again, does Tampa Bay ever make a big move? Right. The answer is no. I was surprised at that one, to be honest. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's got to be their biggest trade in <sighs> incoming. I guess, man. Almost I don't ever. know. The, I don't know what else it would be. The only two players I can remember being more famous that were <clears throat> that came to the Rays that didn't come up through the Rays. Well, Jose Canseco, I guess, but that was a free agent signing, right? Canseco, uh, Boggs, and uh, oh, Mc- that's right, Wade Boggs did play this. And McGriff. That's weird. Yeah. And Fred McGriff, yeah, he should have played one more year. Was he got like 491 home runs? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The fuck out there and hit 500 home runs. He still wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame even if he had 500. They hate him for some reason. That's fucked up. I have no idea. He's an yeah. absolute Hall of Famer. Yeah, he is a great fucking baseball player. Um, him and Keith Hernandez should be in the Hall of Fame too, I, I think. I don't know actually. about Mr. Mustachio over there. He had like 260 for his career, didn't he? I think he's kind of like an Ozzie Smith situation, like the greatest defensive mm. first baseman <clears throat> of all time. But he was really good, yeah. Um, but that move is weird. The AL West uh, did some stuff. Again, we're not talking about the Central, really, although the White Sox added one of the other premier closers in baseball. Right. So it's like, fuck, man. We'll see what happens there. Um, the uh, the A's got Starling Marte and Jan Gomes. They'll both spend one year there before that team gets moved somewhere else. Yep. Uh, Houston just made some bullpen moves. I don't think those moves, Marte and Gomes, those are just like, that that's classic fucking value add. Yeah, Billy Bean bullshit. You I, know what I mean? I want to say Oakland did add some bullpen help as well. I mean, you know, they did the they did the normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, they always do that. Like Ricardo Rincon in fucking two thousand one, that deal that for Carlos Pena. Yeah, or whatever the fuck happened there. Actually, they got Rincon from Philly, and then Pena they just cut right, or they traded him to Detroit. That's Pena right. Pena was traded to the Detroit. Rays. He was traded to Detroit oh, first, then the Rays. Right? Okay, yeah, he ended up on the Rays. Yeah. I know that. Uh, so I don't really care about any of that stuff in the AOS. I don't think any of those people are contenders. I don't think anybody out of the AOS has any shot at all at winning the pennant, frankly. You don't think Houston has a shot? No. Or, I'm sorry, uh, other than Houston. Okay. Like, I don't think there's any reason to pay attention to Oakland or fucking oh, definitely not any other teams. Right. I mean, uh, Oakland's only four and a half out. For sure, yeah. But come on, man. I mean, Oakland's not going to beat. Let, let's say it comes down to it. Oakland will likely have to play a play-in game because mm-hmm. of the teams in the AL. East. Yeah. So they would have to be in a play-in game, which is fine, but Verlander's not back yet, so you throw your one fucking stud out there in that game, you would imagine, right? Yes. You throw Grinky out, or Grinky, what the fuck? It'd be Grinky or McCullers, uh, right? You throw Grinky out there if Houston has to play it, uh, but the other guy, who's that guy third in their rotation? He's actually having a... Odorizzi, or no? No, it's the other guy. Maybe it's the fourth guy in the rotation. Um, Let me look it up. I know he's having a really good year. I keep checking back in on him. Uh, but anyways, Seattle... Made a weird move. We talked about that last week with that guy. I have guy. no faith in the Mariners. Uh, I just don't care. The Angels just don't fucking know how to win baseball games. No. They're, they're good. They're like a fucking pickup team, basically. It's, like dudes are going to hit home runs, long ones, do incredibly athletic shit, but nobody's going to win anything. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rendon out for the season as of like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that team. He's just, been fucked up all year. Though. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Is it Garcia? On their team, uh, yeah, he's got a yeah. three four nine ERA. Yeah, young kid from Venezuela. I like he's nice got whip. a really live arm. I like that dude a yep. lot. So he could be. I mean, maybe they develop and stuff like that. 
But even the point of all that was even Houston, I think, is going to be they're going to have problems navigating through this shit. So I'm not I, I don't really care too much about the AOS other than Houston. Houston obviously has a shot. Oakland has no shot at winning. There's no fucking way. Like there's who, who's even in their rotation now? Uh, who Houston or the in, in, the A's in, in Oakland? Yeah, dude, who fucking cares? Sean Manea, Manena. Yeah, I mean, Oakland he's having a good is, year. Oakland's Oakland. Like it doesn't, you know. But usually they have a guy or two up at the front of that rotation that are pretty good. These dudes, I mean, the first two guys are having good years. I just have no idea who they are. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, but I I, I just don't see Oakland making a run. Frankly, I, I see yeah, fair. I see Houston coming out out of that division pretty unscathed. The White Sox, it's going to be tough to beat them in a series with two closers that are both hot at the same time on a team like that. Two and great maybe, starters. Maybe they don't start. Maybe they don't stay that way because closers need to be challenged and shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, may, I don't know. But if it works out the way you would expect it to work out, it's going to be hard for any of these teams. And to be honest, a team that plays calculated baseball like the Rays might have the best chance against a team like the White Sox. The American I mean? League feels... matchup style. Yeah, the American League feels pretty wide open yeah. although i will say i the white Sox feel like the favorite to me right now i know <laughs> i think the books still had the astros uh before the trade deadline actually i'll check the i'll check the uh odds right now yeah uh got my bookie yeah on my bookie.com um yeah the astros are still the favorite plus 200 the white Sox are uh plus 275 mm, that's, so, that's closer than it was yeah uh, I think it the, was two. I think it was two hundred and four hundred the last time I looked. Weirdly, the Rays are uh, have worse odds than the Red Sox, as of three days ago. Anyway, um, so that's fucking weird. I would definitely take the Rays over the Red Sox there, mm. um, or maybe just repeating's hard, and that's why the right. odds are kind of <clears throat> fucked up. And then lastly, we have the uh, NL West, where the Dodgers made. I don't remember a bigger trade deadline move than this. Like, you have a Hall of Famer who's still... Two Hall of Famers. You think Tr- Trey Turner's a Hall of Famer already? Yes. Unless he gets catastrophically injured. Yeah. I mean, he's, what, 28 now? Yeah, he's pretty young. I think he's still pretty young. He's, he's putting up every single year this guy gets better. Yeah. Like, he's on that track. He, he didn't get started as early as some of the other guys, so you're not going to see him hit, like... And he's not a huge power guy. You're not going to see him hit 300 home runs before he's 30 or anything like that. But... He's going to have one of those careers where he has, like, fucking 200 home runs and fucking 400 stolen bases and a lot of hits, a lot of runs. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And he's fast as fuck, too. I, he's one of the first people I think of whenever I hear that I'm fast as fuck boy meme. Uh, <laughs> super funny. Yeah, but <clears throat> this is the biggest. I can't think of a bigger deal that's happened in my lifetime, to be honest. Not like, I can't remember. Deadline. I can't remember a trade deadline situation where a literal – Hall, like if, if Scherzer retired today, he would be a Hall of Famer for yes. sure. And then one of the best players at maybe the best player at his position in baseball, if you include defense, because he's way better defensively than Tatis is, right? Oh, yes. So yeah. maybe the best player at his position and then a legit Hall of Famer that's having a very good season that year got traded at the deadline to what was already considered to be the best team in baseball. Yes. That's fucked up. It's fucking crazy. I mean, crazy. it's awesome. I love seeing shit like that. And by, by the way, Trey Turner, now that um, Tatis has gone on the uh, – gotten hurt again or whatever, 
Trey Turner uh, and and he's got Jeff- a shot at the ML, uh, the MVP for sure. Yes. Yeah. So you hundred percent. He traded a Hall of Famer <laughs> who's still somehow in his prime at thirty-seven, mm. or you know, still pitching like he's in his prime at thirty-seven, yeah. and then a potential MVP candidate for kind of extenuating circumstances. But who the fuck cares? Because he's still awesome. Yeah. I mean, fuck. So the in what does that infield even look like? They they might have to move Turner to second because Seager's coming back. At and short. who do you put there? Because they're both like Seager's six five, Trey Turner's six two. Yeah, they're two big body shortstop dudes. It's yeah. like fucking Cal, not. They're not Cal Ripken. All right, I guess Seager actually Seager, is Cal yeah, Ripken be, size. Yeah. Trey Turner's a little bit more Jeter esque. I guess he's six one six two. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that means two of the top three or four. MVP candidates now are on the right side of the Dodger infield. Well, if you include, yeah, just on the right side of their infield. If you include, like, like to be honest, we spent all season talking about DeGrom being in the MVP conversation. If you know how it works with these things, Scherzer comes over and goes like 6-0 and to close out this season and dominates and they win a close pennant, he's going to be in that discussion too. So it's this, this shit's crazy. Yeah, they are playing Trey Turner at second base. Man, that's fucking wild. Yeah. So it's... Justin Turner, Corey Seager, Trey Turner, and Max Muncie. There's not an easy out in that pool. Max Muncie makes you work. Man, Trey Turner and Max Muncie won two. Is that how they're running that? Because that's how I would run that. That's, that's fucking tough, man. Yeah. That is really fucking tough. That's fucking brutal. And then, by the way, you know who was like hitting seventh or eighth for them the other day? Mm-mm. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, to, frankly, he's kind of fallen off the last two years. But, yeah, I mean... So, no, they're going Mookie Betts, Muncie, then Justin Turner, then Corey Seager. Uh, Trey Turner wasn't in this game. I He's been on the COVID IL maybe mm. until today. I guess we'll see then Yeah, how it pops out. But that is that is quite the fucking situation there, my man. It's fucked up. Now, conversely, they didn't really need Turner. Turner's just kind of obscene and... Uh, like egregious addition wise. Yeah, but it's not like basketball when you bring on another shooter and he takes some shots from from everybody else. That's right. not how it works. There's no usage rate in baseball. Everybody goes up there to play it yep. alone. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, dude. I don't this might be the best National League lineup I've ever seen. Yeah, it's fucking insane. But here's the thing. They needed Scherzer. Because oh, yeah. their rotation it's fucked, yeah. It's not fucking good. I mean, now they have three guys again, right? Mm. Scherzer, Kershaw, and <laughs> Walker Bueller. And then I guess Gonsolin kind of is your fourth guy there. Yeah. But that's it. They have three they only have three reliable guys. I mean, great. Once you get in the playoffs, that's all you need. Although yeah. Urias was a good spot starter, and Cole Hamels is apparently coming back. Maybe he does something. Who knows? It's it is a bad sign to me that they signed Cole Hamels. He's he hasn't pitched meaningful baseball in quite a while. Yeah, that's a, that is a kind of a red flag for the Dodgers yeah. for me a little bit. And they're still, by the way, not leading that fucking division because the Giants went out and got Chris Bryant. Man, I, I wonder when's the. I'm trying to think of when the last time there were three teams with that much talent in the same division. Like, you can go back to pretty much any of the, I guess, late 90s, but more the early 2000s through the mid-2000s Red Sox and Yankees teams. Pretty much every year, both teams had fucking loaded offense and at least a couple of pitchers. Uh, But it was just those two It was just those two. I, I don't know if I've seen... I mean, the Giants on paper don't appear that way so maybe that's That's true uh, maybe that's an analog for a tampa bay or some shit like that but fuck man it is 
look at these fucking lineups. And 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 the what did the Padres do? The other prohibitive favorite, right? If yeah. you're, if you're either, you were either probably on the Dodgers, Padres, or uh, Astros winning the World Series at some point this year, if you're being honest with yourself, they added the guy who's been the best hitter in baseball this year, at least contact wise. Yeah, Adam Frazier. I mean, fuck. They already had a closer. They didn't need that. I mean, shit. I was surprised that the Dodgers didn't make a move for some closer like Kimbrell. They should have given up something for Kimbrell, probably. I mean, Kelly Jansen is the least consistent motherfucker, especially in the he's, playoffs. He's getting every sketchy. single goddamn year. Yeah, man. he's getting sketchier and sketchier by the year. <sighs> it's every year with that dude in the yeah. playoffs. Every single year. And fucking, I remember before this season started when they re-signed him or kept him in the closer role or some shit. All my Dodgers. Uh, Dodger fan friends were like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you, you're the Dodgers. You can go buy You can go Get make anything one. you want. You can, you can 3D print yourself a fucking closer <laughs> with that money. What the fuck are you doing, man? I don't know. I would make that Urias kid the closer. I know he likes to start and stuff, but he's, he's in clutch time pitching. He's really fucking good. Yeah. They, that is still their one kind of, I guess, sketchy spot is the bullpen. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, so what do you do then? You just... They're going to get hits off you. Like, there's no fucking way. I remember watching them play the goddamn Braves last year, and that was, I've said this before on the show, the best strike zone discipline I've ever seen in my yeah. life. It was fucking outrageous. Max Muncie is uh, a guy that sees the baseball really, really well. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it doesn't seem to affect his uh, ability to hit the ball either. Like, a lot of guys. We'll start taking too many pitches, and they take too many good pitches. I think that's what happened to Joey Votto at the tail end of his career. Now that we're seeing, yeah, like he's he's gotten used to having certain bat speed and being able to wait and let the ball get deeper and deeper and deeper, and now it's fucking gone. Right? That's certainly what happened to Pujols for sure. Yeah, and I don't know how long it's going to last for Muncie. I mean, he's not fucking old by any stretch of imagination. He's just just turned thirty, but that is thirty two is when you start to see the downturn on some of those physical attributes. Thirty one, thirty two. Uh, but for right now, he has not sacrificed his abil- ability to put the barrel of the bat on the ball, even though he's letting these fucking pitches get really deep. I mean, he's going to end up walking 100 times in less than 500 bats this year. That's a fucking that's over 20 percent of your fucking plate appearances. Yeah. At that point. No, Muncie is a walk. Mun- Muncie might legitimately walk his way to the MVP. Yeah. Oof. I mean, that's that lineup is tough. But, you know, look. I don't know uh, what what's the deal with with uh, with Tatis. Is he going to be healthy at all this year? Uh, Is he going to come back? Or I mean, it was just it was there? a dinky little thing. Like, it but was, it's been yeah. the same dinky thing three times now, right? It's yeah. his, his throwing shoulder on and off and on and off. So, yeah, yeah. at what point, you know, do you start to fucking shut him down? He he's you just signed one of the biggest contracts in sports history for a twenty two year old who's had the same injury to his throwing arm three times in the same season. At yeah. what point do you shut that shit down and say, we'll try again next year? Right. You know what or I mean? Or maybe just tell him, like, hey, you don't need to throw 100 miles an hour to first base every time. I don't know, man. I mean... <clears throat> or that, swing out of your fucking shoes every at-bat. Yeah. What I hear is, or what the reports are, is that they're going to check it again sometime this weekend or next early next week, and if it's still not uh, acting right, they're going to have to do surgery at some point which would be devastating for yeah. him and for them, to be honest. I mean, he was having a great year, and it got disrupted. They were having a great year, finally getting some momentum in that city for the first time in forever, I guess. I yeah, pretty much. I mean, since Jack fucking Clark was there. Well, they tried a couple of years ago when they brought 
remember they traded with the Braves. That's how the Braves got freed, is we sent Upton and Kimbrell yeah. and shit over there. And then they won like 70 games. But for whatever reason, their ownership one day, they just tried to kind of pull like a, a 97 Marlins where they're yeah, just like, just well, fuck it. Let's fire just fire sale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I would. Ha- you were asking me before after all this shit has happened. Uh, and the Padres also added Daniel Hudson, who's a very good reliever, by the way. But you were asking me what I think is going to happen now. Uh, it's I can't any anybody that's that's going to try to fucking make an argument against the Dodgers being in the World Series right now. You, where's the evidence? Maybe just San Francisco's good fortune and their quality pitching and shit like right. that. Maybe. The, the only evidence is just pointing to the history of the playoffs and being like chaos. Yeah, I mean it is chaos for sure. And look, the Giants have certainly had a lot more success in the playoffs, especially with the last decade or so, than the fucking Dodgers have. Yeah, the Dodgers have had a rough run. So maybe we see that fucking uh, that that uh, PCH series. I don't know what I don't know what it's called. The Bay Area yeah, versus that? Yeah. LA. It's I don't I don't know. That but. would be. I, I'll tell you what. If the Astros Dodgers are are the best is the best World Series Astros or uh, Giants Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. is by far the dream NLC. That one's gonna be. It it won't be tense because the two teams don't like each other. It'll be it'll how much those two fan bases hate each other will leak onto the field. Yes. A hundred percent somehow. I don't know what's going to, what it's going to look like, but that is going to happen for sure. None of those right? players are like bros. Like they've all kind of yeah. only been with the Dodgers <clears throat> or the giants, right? Yeah. Like they, it's not like a bunch of hired guns on each side. Where Except like, oh, for it's like Chris Bryant and Mookie Betts. Most of those guys have been there for a while yep. on both of those teams. Yeah. So yeah it's going to, well, I guess Trey Turner now too, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. I would love to see that as the the NLCS if it, if it plays out. That'd that be way. incredible for baseball yeah. between just the size of yeah. the you know audiences watching and then just obviously the heat of the fucking. Yeah. I don't know if there's a comparable scenario in the American League though. I can't think of two teams unless it's Yankees Red Sox. But That's even the only one. even this iteration of Yankees Red Sox, I don't think they really even know no, each other. They don't care. It's not so. yeah. It's not like the A Rod uh, no. uh, David Ortiz days for sure. Well, either way, no matter what happens, it's going to be an exciting playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited because it's fucking wide open. Like I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna be. I usually watch most of the playoff games, even though sometimes when the Braves are in it, I get really burnt out on watching one playoff game so right, intensely yeah. that I'm like, I can't <laughs> yeah. watch a fucking another one. But uh, no, I mean these playoffs are gonna be wide open. I'm really, really excited. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I got for fucking today. Yeah, let's uh, let's call it butt fucked today. We'll get back to it. We went 69 minutes. Cool. See you guys later.